I speak English. No. We speak English. No. They speak English. No. With us, you speak English. Yay! An English speaking podcast where you will find lots of content to help you with your daily practice of English and have fun, just as natives do. Listen to interviews and native speakers talking about everything and anything, because with us, you speak English. Welcome to another episode of the You Speak English podcast. Thank you for hitting that play button and subscribing to our podcast channel. I'm Katza, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about what makes a good English class. But first, let me say hello to George and Javier. Hi, guys. How are you hey. doing today? Hey, Katza. Good. Happy to be here again, guys. Oh, it's fun being here, guys. Great. <laughs> I don't great. know why you guys keep inviting me back. I don't know either. <laughs> Just don't say what I said one time to someone, and please don't say that we don't oh. have any other choice. <laughs> It's all we have. Have any other choice? Hey. Oh, you know, I, I used to do that in companies. You know, I used to have the, the this guy that I used to work with. We'll call him John. Okay, not his real name. And he said, you know, when whenever I, I was in the company, he said, you know, John told me that. You know, this company you guys hear, uh, they requested the best teacher we have. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, bravo. And they're like, well, that guy couldn't come, you know. So they sent me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my Which opening line. the second best choice. Yeah. So I'm the second best guy, you know. All right. Okay. Very good, guys. I have a question, which perhaps was my big mistake to have asked you this question, but I What? will anyway, <laughs> because this is not a guy's question, but I, I've always been interested in, in guys' answer to this question. So what was or what has been your worst wardrobe mistake? Wardrobe mistake. <laughs> What is a wardrobe? Nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening out there, wardrobe is the, you know, the whole bunch of stuff that's in sitting in your closet. Yeah. You wear them. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you never wear them, <laughs> even though you've bought them. <laughs> that's wow. your wardrobe. <laughs> What's a mistake? I don't make <laughs> in In dressing? I don't in dressing, know. No, in dressing, no. <laughs> I just don't know. I like, got, like, I got that's one. I got okay, one. Go I'm, I'm, I, um, <clears throat> I'm an '80s kid, so I grew up in the '80s, and there was a time <laughs> <Thank> when everyone. <laughs> so not a kid anymore. <laughs> not a kid anymore. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there was a time when white pants were were very much in style. Do you remember that? Yes, white I pants do. Were, were in style. <laughs> yeah. There was also like underwear became like different colors. It was not oh, longer no. just white, white, you know, whitey tighties. That uh, briefs that everybody used to wear. <laughs> so one day I'm like all cool going to school. You know, I got my white pants and everything. And one of my best friends, you know, female said, are you wearing red underwear? I said, what? How did you know? You're wearing <laughs> white pants. Yeah. And I just like halfway through the day, I realized that, yeah, you could see yeah, my underwear through my white pants. through pant. you. <laughs> yeah. So good thing I had, another, I had a sweater. I just took off. Like I did like the girls. I took out the sweater and just put it behind me. You wrapped and it around your waist. I, and I, that's underwear. the day I stopped following trends. I, I don't wear. Yeah. I yeah. I pick my own style and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Specifically, never, never wear. Never wear white pants. Wear with pants with red underwear. <laughs> just never wear white pants. If you're a guy, just don't wear white pants. Period. Yeah. Unless you're doing your first communion or something. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I I grew up in the eighties too, and uh -huh. I when I was ten, I really wanted to be a you know a grown up. Uh -huh. So I would always ask my dad if he could buy you know grown clothing wow. you know for grown yeah, women, yeah. and I remember we bought this like big blouse you remember that they oh yeah with be, like, shoulder really pads. big blouse your shoulder uh -huh. pads and everything and with big pineapples on them <laughs> that <laughs> that was pineapple print i'm just uh -huh. picturing seeing you lopper now <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> exactly it, right? yeah 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 i think that was that was uh, oh and then my dad did it did uh have my hair cut as a mullet also that you had a mullet oh my god yeah. i had a mullet too growing up mm-hmm yeah, never again, though. What about you, George? Jesus, that's a hard one. You know, uh, I have anecdotes of all sorts, but uh, since most of my life, I've always kind of dressed the same. I don't think I've ever, you know, made a mistake because it's it's plain and simple. Just uh, oh, khaki come on, you, pants. You, you, you never bought Levi's shirt. You Levi's? never bought Levi's that shrunk. After you bought them? Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's different. You know, uh, like, I, I, I think that what Katz is asking me is, like, have I ever worn something that is not appropriate for uh, a certain situation? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I kind of remember one. There was a, a, a funeral of a relative of mine, well, uh -huh. my wife's. And I was at work, and they told me, hey, you know, you, uh, she asked me, why don't you come over, you know, like, pick me up? Uh, well, I had to be there at the funeral also to mm. show my respects. Of course. But, I remember I was wearing a red and black plaid shirt, you know, yeah. and it was red. Mostly it was red. So I wasn't planning on going to the funeral, but, uh, you know, I had to go in and look at look for my wife. And then it kind of looked I, I it kind of looked weird. Me walking in a funeral <laughs> with uh, I, I, remember, I remember I was outfit. wearing what saved me was I was wearing black Levi's, but the shirt was red. And uh, yeah, it I kind of you know <laughs> kind of look weird, but uh, yeah, yeah. You, you you felt like you you didn't fit in. Yeah, it, it mm -hmm. felt like I was going. It felt like I was dressed to go to a party, you know, uh -huh. red and yeah. all that. But and it was at night, and there was so probably. But yeah, that's that's how that's the closest I've been to. Was that uh, here in the states? Here, here. Okay. Here. Yeah, this is where they will criticize. Yeah, you more yeah. For not wearing colors. Black. Yeah, colors uh, and all. So, you know, they're it's very you know it's a very uh, picky topic. Oh, about wow. You got to wear black. Wow. It's changing now. I, I've heard some people I, yes, now like to wear yeah. white and depending yeah. on their traditions. But right. it back then, I'm talking about four years ago, five years ago, it was still like black. Yeah, it was. Yep, yep, yep. All that's right, it. very uh -huh. good, very good. Okay, so let's get into topic then. <laughs> Oh, okay. So one of the reasons that we wanted to bring this podcast to you, the audience, uh, it's because mm, everyone's in everyone's been through the ha the hustle of finding a, a right fit for a school, you know, like, uh, for example, how the classes are taught or if there's if there's too much grammar or mm. if there's too much speaking and I don't know any grammar, so I feel lost. Or wh whatever the reason, sometimes we don't find, or people can find really uh -huh. a good fit for school. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> basically in our experience, because all of us have, have been teaching for a very long time, and we've, we've come up with not only following techniques or new 
uh, approaches to teaching, but also we have come to to build a sensitivity towards our students and we really want to put this word out there to how we uh, we design a, a good class and what are the parts of a good English class mm, in our in our experience and what we try to give our students so yeah uh, George can you describe the best way to start let's get started with the starter Uh, <laughs> you know, I, th I think I think going back a little bit, you know, it's it's all about expectations. It's all about what your expectations are as a student. Say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm going to be a student. I want to study English. What do I imagine an English class is? What information do I know of what a good English class is? Probably I don't have the information to know the difference between what is a good method, what is a good school, what is not a good school. Right. So it, it, it all depends. As you know, may, many people have a background, uh, a background of an English class when they were back in uh, elementary school or middle school or even college where classes were perhaps not, you know, the best well-designed classes or preferred for, and the age too, right? Usually uh, kids, at least here in, in Mexico, Uh, they don't take English classes very seriously once they, when they're in uh, middle school or or uh, or uh, high school. Okay, so going back, expectations yeah. and uh, number two, uh, how motivated you are to learn a language. Right. Once you get those, I think you know those clear out of the way. I think then uh, we can clarify that uh, a, a good English school or a good, you know, and we'll talk about stages right now. I'm just going to begin right now. Harry's going to help me with this, with the second mm -hmm. stage. Uh, first, uh, it's got to work. I mean, it, it has to, if, if I'm going to go and, and, and sign up for a school, well, the first thing I have to do is show up. Okay. I got mm -hmm. it. Okay. I'm, I'm showing up. And then I do have to put in, I can't expect the school to do everything for me. It has to be something that I know that I'm going to be, uh, you know, a big uh, active part of this. Okay. I can't right. just go in and sit there. Okay. If it's a good school, we'll talk about what a good school is right now. Okay. Uh, and then how, you know, the, the methodology to, there are different kinds or many schools have say they have the best method or methodologies. I think it's, It's uh, methods don't work anymore. I think, you know, it's a combination of, of a, philo a philosophy of a school, for example, ours, where it's approaches. more of the yeah, approach, different than appro than approaches than and methods. And, and then we combine strategies of different, of different uh, methods. Yeah. And, and then uh, we also, I don't, I don't believe that one, one method works for everybody. Okay, no, one method exactly. doesn't necessarily have to work for everybody. So that's one thing I think, you know, a good school needs to do, do is uh, really understand your students, your group of students and see uh, how they learn best. You just asked me, so what does a, a good school, uh, you know, what, what is one of the characteristic, characteristics of a good school? Well, one is that the teaching staff, trainers, teachers, exactly know how to teach you know they actually know and not just do the exercises in the book yeah. they can so it's important that you as a teacher you read your students 
you understand their needs, you understand their fears. And then based on if you're following a book or you're following a method, then you have to adapt the method or use different strategies for that for that particular student if you're doing a one-to-one or you're doing a group class. So you need to be sensitive enough to understand your uh, your students and then get them out of their shell so they can start speaking, so they can start visualizing, can actually start seeing what they were there in the first place. For instance, I, I if you know if I want to study a language, I I I I I picture myself studying Portuguese. I really don't see myself passing, and I mean there there probably are people who are that like that that they want to see themselves passing a test. But for for example, myself, I see myself traveling, interacting in Portuguese, speaking Portuguese, right, and and getting my point across with you know different people in probably in Brazil or or if I go to you know Portugal, I can speak, and then we have you know a good school will give you those tools, those skills so they, they can actually make you see as soon that you are achieving those goals. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, totally, totally agree, George. Look, um, George and I have been together as <clears throat> friends and teachers for over 35 years. I was going to clarify yeah. that together. <laughs> I was <laughs> about <clears throat> got caught there. I, mm-hmm. I want to hesitate just to see how George will react. <laughs> yeah. We're not life partners <laughs> any, anymore. Anymore. No, just kidding. Hey, so, uh, we're, we're, we're business partners. There you go. That's hey. There you go. There you go. So listen, when I we first started teacher training, I mean, we take teacher training. The first thing that everyone was taught was motivation. Remember, chapter one, Harvard, Jeremy Harvard. Chapter one is motivation. Why do people learn language? I thought that was the most useless chapter I had ever read. Teach me how to teach. I don't care. They're here. They're paying. There must mm-hmm. be motivated. No, a, a good teacher has to keep in mind why are they there? Just like George said, if they're in junior high and they're there for the grade, you're not going to get very far. You might get one or two that are like really, really want to, they have a vision that they're going to be an engineer someday or they want to live in the state someday. But most of them are like, what's the minimum that I have to do to get a six and just pass? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So you're not going to teach them the same. You're probably going to make them do other kinds of work, something that's a little bit more tangible in terms of writing. Speaking is going to be really hard for them because they're going to be measuring each other constantly. You know, if one mm-hmm. makes a mistake as opposed to being in a group class that, that pays for it, you know, they're, they're, they'll probably help each other. In, mm-hmm. in, in a junior high level, they'll probably make fun of each other. And one of you was just, you know what, I'm just gonna, not going to talk. That's it. I'm not talking here anymore. So where you are, who you're with, uh, the group objective the individual objective if it's a private class it, it, it just carries so many variables you know right um you're from mexico city right Katza? i am <laughs> can you dance i can <laughs> are, are you good can you dance cumbias i can dance cumbias oh, very good. i and don't that... like it but i can <laughs> well, come on what is wrong with you mexico city i have a family from mexico city and i have seen so many different variables of cumbias you know what I mean? Yeah, just, there are. Just, yeah. You could you say like, okay, I can dance cumbia. No, you can't. You might go to another neighborhood. And they they dance a different kind of cumbia. Language <laughs> is a little bit like that. You know, you're you're preparing yourself for a normal conversation, mm-hmm. and, you, and you think, okay, now I'm ready for business, right? No, you're not. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. you no, have to prepare <laughs> for what you're going for. <laughs> and in yeah. that term, there's very little catering for a school. A school will not say, okay, um, let's let's build a syllabus. 
around what would be the most common objectives behind that. A good teacher right. would say like, hey, I know you guys want this. I know you guys would enjoy this, you know. Uh, okay, a perfect example, maybe George, you can take over after this, is the warm-up. You know, a lot of teachers like to do a warm-up as a game. And I don't mind that at all. But as soon as my students can actually produce something, my right. warm-up is current events. So are you guys uh, Johnny Depp or <laughs> team or uh, Amber? What is the other chicken? Amber. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 who, whose side <laughs> are you on? Are you guys with Will Smith or Chris Rock? You know, what did you guys think about the tsunami or whatever happened that week? How's the weather where you're from? Because it's hot as hell where I live, you know? Yeah. But something that's, that's more realistic. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, what, Javier and I are trying to tell you, Katza, is that if a person out there is listening, so how do I choose the right school or how do I, you know, find the right method or how do I find the right place to, to learn English? Uh, After get, considering all the, all the things that we mentioned, this, number one, uh, look for the, how prestigious the school is, okay? Uh, reviews, obviously. Now it's, uh, you, you, you can't buy anything or a service without reviewing The service yeah. okay mm -hmm. what people have to say about it uh number two once you're there well look look around you how do they treat you do they treat you like a person or treat you just like uh you're a customer right okay? are you, you just a number pay. yeah you're here yeah. to cover levels and that yeah it. you're here to cover levels okay book one book two book three there are Test. places okay uh -huh. i'm in level 13 now mm -hmm. but you're just passing level here you know you have to see that <clears throat> your 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 teacher or your teachers actually care about how much you're learning how you're learning and it's not just uh telling you okay good uh level two level three level four and you're like oh really well when i mm -hmm. go to the states or when i i just don't understand anything so yeah you actually have to see results yourself okay Do they give you evidence of your results? Not just a just not just a number on a piece of paper, eight or nine or ten, which is okay. It's very it's very motivational, but do they give you any other kind of evidence that you're actually yeah. functioning or in English? We do. We do that problem. with our students. We always give them evidence of their tangible progress, where they see themselves speaking in English, functioning totally. in English. Mm -hmm. So I think. Uh, those are some of the things, uh, you know, people out there, if they're looking for a school, I think those are th things that, you know, they would have to look out for, you know, those, uh, you know, those bullets. Charlie, another analogy that I like to use and in terms of this is uh, martial arts. I have always been a, a fan of them. Uh, my family has been into them a lot. I remember my, my sister at one time practiced uh, Lima Lama kickboxing, and she was really good at it, actually. <clears throat> until one day she got in a fight with, with another uh, street hood girl. And um, mm. I don't know what they did, but she got her face all scratched. And then I said, ah, what's your lima lama, huh? And, I, and she said, you know what? A street fight is a different thing. And I think yeah. if I were taking some kind of martial art lesson and my, my coach would sit, tell me, you guys, well, real life, you probably would do this. You know, yeah, the judo. Uh, methodology says this and you should always follow this technique yes. but real life if he told me real life i would do this i would totally respect that sensei or whatever the guy mm -hmm. is you know sifu chinese yeah. you know the name is because he's teaching me something that's practical you mm -hmm. know that's what mm -hmm. george means methodology is one thing 
you know, and um, I still love the fact that I used to practice a lot of jujitsu. And whenever I get guys that would try to fist fight me, just take them to the floor. They can't do anything on the floor. And then right. one of my students t- mm-hmm. told me, uh, yeah, but what about if you get three guys you know, at the same time? You're not going to take them to the floor one by one, are you? No, you're not. So the same thing. Once you get to a certain level, you got, you have you as a student have to decide and commit yourself to say, what do I want with my English? You know, and then have a school or a teacher, private private or not, and say, you know, this is the way where I want to go. Because you might be a level 12, 13, 15, or a certain school, and then I'm your boss and say, Katsai, you're the one that's learning English, right? You're going to be taking <laughs> care of the Americans next time they come into town. Mm-hmm. And you freeze because you've yeah. never done that before. You never prepare for that. Right. But you got, you pass all your written tests. Mm-hmm. exactly exactly that's all your grammar Which, tests and- there you yeah, go my grammar's yeah. great yeah, can you talk to them your grammar's great your grammar can be great but oh I, I remember i told you about my student that <laughs> he was sent to the states and then the first person that asked him about the water cooler says so uh raul oh, right yeah what are you into he goes, uh-huh into what? <laughs> nothing. I'm he went like into, nothing. Into <laughs> my room into, or what? <laughs> into the room. I mean, I'm not, I'm not into anything. No, what are you into? Like, like you know, in, 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 what are the, your interests? Yeah, what are your interests? Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah. Phrasal verbs, yeah, guys. Right. Phrasal verbs forever. Verb, phrasal verbs. Into. All right. Yeah. All right. So we've we've talked about um, methodology and how to choose the right school for you also because of the needs and motivation that you have for learning a language, right? Now, uh, not often, but pretty often schools offer a demo class, right? By all means, take it. (laughs) Yes, take a demo class. Take a demo class by all means. And because we we are a sensitive group of teachers, not only a school, but we're a sensitive group of teachers here. And you speak, uh, we care a lot about how we structure our classes. And we do have like stages of a class, believe yeah. it or not, we do. It doesn't look like sometimes, but we do. And uh, George, uh, could you describe the best way to start an English class? Well, it, 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 I mean, it all depends on, on the approach that, and the method, right? Usually most schools you know uh they say they use a communicative approach as i told you there's not one sole method that you can follow i mean schools tried it uh they had it didn't work a lot so even even the the father of the communicative because uh, let me tell you out there guys okay so there are for you for the audience there are things there there's something called the approach Okay, the approach of uh, of teaching a language or learning a language, and then from the approaches, then we have methods. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the methods you use strategies. Okay, so in in one of the methods, there are many task based learning, communicative uh, 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 learning, uh, and then uh, there's a there's another one called uh, t- a total physical response, the task-based silent way. Such as the Pedia, and one of them uh, is called the PPP. It's pr- a presentation, practice, and production. Right. 
we we use a combination of all of these not all the methods but the strategies of each of these methods depending on the class that we have but it's uh, very important that when you for for those of you uh, students out there you got to watch out if your class is going to start and your teacher is going to say or or says okay students today we're going to we're going to study the the simple past or the present progressive or the present perfect. Well, that is not exactly a language class. That is a grammar class. Uh, if you're, and there's nothing wrong, but if, you are, if your goal is to communicate in English, a grammar, a full grammar approach is not the best. It's not the most appropriate. If, you're, if, you're, uh, if your goal is to learn grammar, yeah, why not? All right, you probably will be an English teacher. You need you as a teacher need to know the grammar. So the first thing you, you need uh, one of the you know most common stages is you do do need a warm up. Javier mentioned it. A warm up can be many things. It could be a review. It could be a game. It could be a song. It could be a homework uh, revision. It could be many things. Something short. Okay, it could be just ask how was your day. Well, tell me about the news. What did you hear on the news today? Right, something that gets them comfortable. All right, depending on how the level of stress that your students have, you also uh, would like to relax your students. There are some certain techniques that you use at the beginning of a lesson to uh, relax, you know, to relax them. Some breathing techniques, five minutes, three minutes. It's not yoga. It's just relaxation. <laughs> Brain gym. You know, breathing, and then probably a little, you know, uh, calming music. All right. Remember, the more calm your students are, the less stress, the more they will learn and the better they will learn and retain yeah, information. The more open they will be. Yeah, they'll be more open to retain information. And then uh, present whatever you're going to present, uh, always in context. Okay, something that students already feel comfortable with, something that they know, something that they associate with. Perhaps you're going to tell them a story. Okay, perhaps you're going to begin the class today. We're going to talk about my friend Javier's uh, day last, uh, his day yesterday. We had a difficult day. And then you already create a context. You create a context and you start telling the story, a narrative. And then from there on, you give some examples. Okay, some examples of what your aim is. Here your aim is, that you mentioned it. Okay, today's aim is we're going to learn how to talk about uh, a narrative, how to get, tell a story. Or it's implicit. Uh -huh. It's implicit that you're going to talk about the past, but uh, you can easily we're going to we're going to learn how to talk about the past. But you're not going to say today we're going to learn the simple past and the regular and irregular verbs because you're going to you're, you're going to scare them. <laughs> I would be scared if a teacher would tell me today you're going to learn these verbs in the past. Oh, God, I'll, no. I'll walk out. No, I, no, I, I, no, got, no. I got a short one, but I guess I got to say in Spanish because. Yeah. Uh, and, in the early days, uh, somebody asked me, teacher, ¿cuándo vamos a aprender el subcuamperfecto en indicativo? Oh, my oh my! I was like, well, as soon as I learn it, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It, later on, I found that it was, it was a per, uh, future perfect. Uh, future but perfect. I mean, think of it like, like oh, such a long name. For it. <laughs> Do you need to know that? No, I just didn't know how to use yeah, it. No, you would never say that. And then, and then no. after that, Casa, you go into the practice Remember one one rule uh, rule of thumb for us is there's a number 30 70 30% teacher talking time 70% student talking time that means that the teacher is there to help you to help you learn to instruct you uh, give you feedback 
but is not there to lecture you. He's not going to give a conference. He's not going to lecture you. So uh, if your expectation of a student is that I'm going to be there sitting down and just listening to a teacher, well, no, that's not right. Your expectation should be, okay, I'm there because I'm the one that's going to be doing the most speaking. Right. 70% of whatever time I have devoted for that class must be for me as a student. The teacher should know this, okay? And then after that, there are different stages. Javier mentioned them, okay? So we have the first one, which is presentation, and then practice. Practice is uh, controlled. Here you, you're going to give them exercises. A lot, a lot of feedback. Working. It could be repetition. It could be drilling them. It could be uh, within, amongst themselves doing a, dial, a controlled dialogue. They're reading a dialogue, something that is giving them confidence in pronunciation, fluency, intonation, and then you're monitoring them. You as a teacher, you're looking at them. You're walking around. You're monitoring what they're doing. You're at this stage. You can still correct on the spot if they're saying something wrong, not the right way. Oh, you don't say it this way. You say it that way. Okay. At this at this stage, you do. And the last one, and uh, which is the production part, where you would need, where they actually use whatever you taught them that day. If you're if they already learned how to speak in the past. Now you give them another situation where they talk about whatever they did. Uh, okay, they on choose, their day, holiday, they choose yeah. on their last holiday. You just have them practice at this stage. Uh, you don't you yes. don't want to interrupt because you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> interfere in their fluency. And you're accuracy. just taking notes and accuracy. So you're just taking notes and let them finish. Let them get confident. Let them get confident, even get them up. Don't have them sit down all the time. Get them. If you're doing a face-to-face class, well, let them get up. Let them walk around You make it like as realistic as possible. All right. Even put some, uh, you know, background music. That's what I do. I, I put some background party music, you know, uh, lounge music, and they're doing a conversation. So this relaxes them on taking notes. Okay, guys, it's over. This stage is over. And then I have them sit down and then this, there's a feedback. Oh, you know, I heard somebody say this. You don't say it this way. I suggest you say that. Remember, guys, you, mm. you say it this way. Oh, OK, good. And then comes another round. So that feedback mm. does kick in. You know, you just can't let them keep the feedback in their notebooks. They have to put that feedback or whatever yeah, corrections you, you gave them into yeah. practice. And this is uh, 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 ongoing, 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 you know, always make sure, you know, if I'm the, if I'm the, if you're, if you're uh, any teacher out there is a tip, make sure that your instructions are clear. Never take for granted that if you're, te- if you say, do you understand? Guess what the they teacher, what, guess yes. what the students are going to say? They will Yes. Say yes. yes, I understand. Man. No. And then- and then later on, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. No, are we doing? so yeah. always <laughs> given clear instructions, model, model <laughs> monitor, and yes. feedback. feedback. Oh, yeah, this always, is something always. that you should expect it's, it's from so, your it's so, uh, yeah. it's so common sense, but yet there are many schools that they don't even know My this teacher. basic, they don't. basic uh-huh. of education. Right, right. Yeah. Basically, okay. anything, okay? Uh, Josh, anything. Josh said it's a key, just common sense, isn't it? You said a key word there, education. I mean, think of it. It's not just English. If you take a dance class, you teach me, which says one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Katza will probably be the teacher. 
she'll probably model with the best student look where she's going one two three four one two three four and then she okay guys get in pairs and and practice one two three four one two three steps and she's going to be walking around making sure we're doing the right steps and okay Javier that's not how you do it okay let's do one two three four mm -hmm. not one two and three. okay got it okay I'll be back one it's thing I like sense. One yeah. thing I like doing with my students is telling them when they start using Spanglish, because we do that a lot as we are learning, <laughs> we start using Spanglish. And then I say, that is a perfect Spanish translated phrase. Exactly. But how do we say it in English? No, like how, really say it? How, would a, how would a native speaker English speaker really say would it? say exactly. it? And they go like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How long? Yeah. My final question for you guys before we wrap up. Uh, sure. How long should a grammar section of the class be? Depends how long the class is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it I depends, mean, you know, it depends. <laughs> there are different types of grammar. There are different That's types true. Of, there's some, some kind of grammar that is very intuitive you don't need to spend a lot of time uh, talking about the future something so simple talking well, about modals all the modals are very, modals for out there for you guys out there is the shoulds the woulds the coulds the will the cans those are easy i mean yeah. if you have the a one-hour class yeah, yeah. But i think to, you know within try to, the try same to teach class, relative clauses in one class <laughs> that's gonna yeah. be a, that's a toughie yeah. Oh yeah! Imagine <coughs> teaching conditionals in one class, right? Or, yeah, or there there are, yeah. some grammar that is does not exist in that their native language, something like that. Or, 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 or you know, I mean, if you're going to approach grammar uh, inductively, uh -huh. all right. Sometimes uh, you don't. I mean, it's not just one class; it's, uh, it's several <coughs> classes where students don't even realize that they're learning grammar towards the end. Oh, guys! By the way, uh, we're it's seeing all... this grammar, but they're already using it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're using the grammar. Yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, bother you with this, but you're we're already using. Yeah, I don't want to say. A, a I, don't want, I don't want you to feel it's yeah. complicated or like, a lot of hard. times. Uh, students know a little bit of the grammar. They, they yeah. this is something they probably do on their own a lot, or when they when they were in junior high, they took it a little bit. This is one thing that that I that I get a lot. You know, yeah. for example, when I teach passive voice, they say, "Oh, we teach passive voice. We only use passive voice. Uh, when it's a formal way." You know. Enriching because, English. Uh, yeah, the, uh, America, I have a question for both. America of you. was discovered, in, but we we <laughs> also say you know the class was canceled. My I, car I have was a question stolen. for you, Javier and yeah. Katza. What do you think is better for a student to learn to know his grammar really good, or to speak English fluently? To speak English fluently. Fluently, it's like it's coming it of all of it. Yeah. There's, there's uh better. before we finish, there's uh one of our students, uh Javier, you had him, uh Hyman, uh -huh. a kid, 17 yeah. years old. And he said, you know, I'm the first one in my class in college. He's going to Iteso. Huh. I'm the I'm the number one in my class. Uh, Iteso, huh. by the way, uh, listeners out there is a university in Mexico in Guadalajara. And Top university. It, yeah, it's uh, one of those prestigious universities here. Anyway, he said, but I don't know grammar. I, I they asked me about because they gave me a test about what oh. the difference between present perfect is. They gave me a menu of grammar terminology: <laughs> oh present God, perfect, no. uh, present continuous, simple present, conditionals. I just don't know. I said, well, because I didn't teach you grammar. I taught no, you how you to speak English and how to communicate in English. But don't worry, you already know the grammar. Let me tell you the names. And I told them the names. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. 
So it is. But you know, yeah. we're going back to um, scholar institutions like junior high university. They really need to have like specific number for grammar, specific number for this. They're a little bit more nitpicky. They're not really catering to the needs of the student. You know, whenever somebody tells me that, I'll ask them like, George, um, you speak Spanish, right? Pretty well. Yeah, could Mexican. You could, could you teach me Mexican. the Mexican? Could you Mexican teach me? Dude. Could you show me the present subjunctive tense mood? The present subjunctive in Spanish. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Do you know? Me neither. Oh, oh, that's the first thing we teach. Somebody, so, somebody's giving me a warning here. D D D D D. <laughs> oh darn it! We're out of time. We'll have to pick we'll it up next time. Another time, we'll talk more about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a really, really extensive topic, and we really wanted to give you, uh, the audience out there, give you our listeners, uh, the a grasp, you know, not just a grasp of how the work is done here at You Speak, and obviously, what you should look uh, look for in your in a best class for you. What's the best class for you? Obviously. Uh -huh. And uh, guys, any final words before we head out? Yeah. Uh, final words is uh, when you uh, being there, there are different kinds of teachers out there, guys. Uh, my experience, many students, they, they, they need to see an American face, which is not right or wrong. But many people have the misconception students that he's got to be a Native American. Uh huh. Uh, to be a good teacher, it ha it goes both ways. Tall, some of them are some of them are excellent. I mean, very great teachers, uh -huh. and some of them are not. It goes the same with with non-native, uh, you know, uh, speakers of English. Uh, they could be great teachers, but they can also be lousy, terrible teachers. Mm -hmm. So just don't go with with that. You know, go with the reviews. Uh, go with the results. Ask for the results of the school. And, you know, that's my, my, my comment for anybody out there looking for a school. What do I look for in a school? It, it doesn't mean if it's a big school, a prestigious school, it could be a great school. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't. And there, it doesn't mean that a very small school is a terrible school. You have to look at the quality of the school, the philosophy of the school, the why they're doing it. Okay, and the results. Do are they actually giving you results? Okay, I mean, uh, look at those factors when you're deciding on how to look for a school, and I think you'll make a great choice. Okay, but in the end, the only one responsible for your own learning is yourself. You're the one that's going to have to put in the time, a lot of time for you to learn. No English. way around it. No way yeah, around it. Yeah, and I yeah. would have to close up with what Katza said. Take a demo class, shop around, look around. And most nine out of 10 English schools will say, yeah, take a free class. Yeah. Maybe two classes. I don't know. And then yeah. convince yourself, you know, don't worry about, you know, the grammar, the process. Do you feel good? Do you feel that that's a class for you? Mm -hmm. Then check it out. That's, how you feel? that's, that's, that's how you know, you might look, you might go shopping around looking for cake and say, can I try that cake? That looks good. It doesn't mm -hmm. taste, taste like I thought it would because the cake looks great, but the taste is not what I wanted, you know, and just keep looking for another cake. And that's it. You know, it's, it's not that hard. Much, Take advantage of the fact right. that most schools will do that. All right. Okay. Thank you guys so much for this. Uh, this is it for today. Thank you to all of our audience out there. Remember to subscribe to our channel 
And if you like this podcast, please share it with all your friends. And also please visit our website where you will find lots of articles related to English, learning and practice and culture and things you can even imagine, even talking about hamburgers. And Batman. Right? <laughs> and Batman, <laughs> yes. And, and wardrobe right, malfunctions. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. See you Thank next you, time. Thank you, guys. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast channel and click on the follow button so you can get notified when we upload new episodes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And please visit our website at youspeak.com.ms where you can get free access to our blogs and other content developing every week just for you.